Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Level Up Your Life podcast. My name's Nicole, and this podcast is all about health, habits, and mindset. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the five pillars of health and what you may be missing. So the five pillars, these are five things that really encompass everything that makes up a healthy lifestyle. So most people, when they think about health, they think about nutrition and exercise, and those are the two things that everybody focuses on when they're trying to upgrade their health and change their life and lose weight and lose fat. But there are other things that contribute to your health and to weight loss that are sometimes overlooked, but are actually way more important than nutrition and exercise. So I'm going to go over those today um, so you can have a better idea of what areas of your life you're focusing on and where you should actually be um, focusing your efforts in order to help improve your health and help lose weight. So the first pillar of health that I want to talk about is mindset. So when we think about mindset, we think about a positive or negative mindset. So if we are starting a new task, if you have a positive mindset, then you're, you know, you're feeling really motivated. Um, you're really ready to put in effort to accomplish your goals. Or sometimes we have a negative mindset thinking that we can't do this. It's not for us. We'll never be able to get there. Um, and I really want to challenge that because mindset is so much more than that and it took me a really long time to realize that I had a mindset that was acting counterintuitive to my goals I was actually holding myself back and sabotaging my own efforts because of the mindset that I had and this relates back to our our primitive brain so the brain the side of our brain that really wants to keep us safe and conserve energy and avoid pain and um, seek out pleasure so our brain would really love for us to just sit on the couch all day with a bag of chips, conserving energy, not really doing much, and just feeling really safe and comfortable. And I was realizing that, you know, that felt really good to be in that mindset where I was safe and comfortable, but you're not going to be able to grow and change your life sitting in that mindset and sitting in your comfort zone. So when I think about mindset now, I think about all of the different ways that I sabotage myself. So things like having all or nothing thinking and overthinking things, procrastination, perfectionism, all of these different mindsets that relate to holding yourself back and trying to keep yourself safe and comfortable. And I dive more into self-sabotage and holding yourself back and all of these different components of mindset in other podcast episodes. But I really just want to emphasize that this is probably the most important aspect of changing your life and improving your health. Because until you realize how your mindset's holding you back, you can't really change anything else. So we want to try and have more willpower and, you know, find the motivation to do things and develop self-discipline. But if you don't change your mindset and change the habits that come from that mindset, you're not going to be able to make any behavior changes. You're just going to feel like you're cycling through the same things over and over again, where you need to try really hard and this time will be different and then you end up right back where you started. And it's because of this, because people don't think about where their mindset's at and how to change that before trying to change the nutrition and the exercise side of things. So this is where you need to start. You need to start and identify where you're holding yourself back, how you're self-sabotaging, what your mindset is before you can change your nutrition and exercise habits. So for example, one of the big ones for me was all or nothing thinking. I used to think that I needed to exercise every single day or not at all. Like I would exercise seven days a week for maybe two weeks and then I would miss a day and then just completely not go at all for the rest of the week. 
it was all or nothing. So I had to have every single day or no days at all. There was never any weeks where I could just go three or four days a week. Like that just wouldn't really happen. And now that I figured out how to actually do that, I can go to the gym three or four times a week consistently. And I don't put pressure on myself to need to go every single day because I know I need to have rest and I know that I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm not Superman. It's not realistic. It's not going to work with my schedule. And we just get stuck in that all or nothing thinking where we think that it needs to be perfect. This is where perfectionism comes in as well. We need to have, you know, the perfect seven day streak or nothing at all. We think that we need to have, you know, the perfect workout split. We need to have the perfect routine, the perfect outfit and all of these different things. But then if we can't achieve that, then we do nothing at all. So that's how the all or nothing and the perfectionism mindset sort of tie in together. And then there's overthinking mindset where we tend to, at least for me, I tended to think things through all the way to the end, see what the end result was, and then decide what to do based off of that. But not taking action means that I'm not going to achieve anything that I want anyways. So even though I was thinking really far ahead and thinking how I thought things would play out, that's not necessarily what was actually going to happen. So I was already failing ahead of time. I was thinking that, oh, well, I'm not going to lose weight anyway, so why would I even bother? But if I had just put in the consistent action, I would have lost weight. So it was sort of my mindset holding me back, thinking the worst case scenario and then not even bothering to put in effort because of where I thought I was going. I don't know if that made any sense, but <laughs> this is a huge one. We tend to overthink. We think really far in advance. We see what we think is going to happen and then take action space off of that. But just by taking the action, you're going to change the outcome. So this is a huge one for mindset as well. There's so many other ones. I won't go into all of them today, but those are just a few examples of how your mindset can be holding you back and how you can actually be self-sabotaging your own health goals and fitness goals because your mindset isn't in the right place to get you to where you need to go. Okay, so moving on. Um, let's go into pillar number two, which is emotional management. And again, this is going to be really, really important as well way more important than your nutrition or your exercise. If you do not manage your emotions and figure out how to manage your stress, manage your anxiety, um, you know, how, when you have a bad day, how do you cope with that? If you can't figure out how to do that and not turn to, you know, a bottle of wine or a bag of chips or a chocolate bar, if you can't figure out how to cope with your emotions, then you're always going to end up wanting to binge eat. Like your nutrition is not going to change unless your emotions change. So Again, really important. You need to manage your mindset, manage your emotions before you can change your nutrition and your exercise habits. So what do I mean when I mean when I say emotional management? I mean when you come home from work and maybe you haven't had the best day and maybe it was even just a neutral day. You were just kind of stressed, you know, you're tired, you had a lot of things going on and you just want to come home and relax, right? Fair enough. But we tend to channel those emotions into negative behaviors. So instead of you know, coming home and meditating to manage your emotions and de-stress, you zone out on the couch with a bag of chips or, you know, you have a glass of wine to try and numb any feelings that you have. Instead of sitting down, identifying the emotion that you are feeling and finding a constructive way to cope with it, we tend to just avoid and procrastinate and push things away. So this is, again, going to be really important because until you manage your emotions, you're going to have cravings at night, you're going to end up binge eating, you're going to rely on food to make you feel better, you're going to, um, you know, try and stay in that soft, comfy comfort zone, It and you're not going to find other constructive ways to be dealing with your emotions. 
I've heard so many times from people, and this was my own experience as well, that, um, you know, we decide that we're going to change our diet, or we decide that we're going to cut out sugar, we're going to cut out all of these different things that are bad for us. And then, you know, we struggle because as soon as something bad happens, we don't realize that we're, you know, back standing in front of the fridge looking for a snack, and we're, you know, sitting on the couch finishing a block of chocolate, or we're, you know, in the bag, bag, bottom of the bag of the chips. Like, it's just something that we end up doing without even really realizing it. And that's because we haven't changed the habits and behaviors around managing our emotions. So we go back to the habit of, this is how I feel, so this is how I deal with it. So you need to develop a new learned behavior. So when I feel stressed and I come home from work, the first thing that I do is I sit down and I meditate and I clear my mind and I focus on my breathing and I try and wash away everything that negative that's happened and then I can be constructive with my afternoon and feel better instead of just avoiding and procrastinating and pushing away all of those negative feelings. Okay, so the next one, the next pillar, pillar number three, is going to tie into everything else here. It is sleep. So if you don't manage your mindset, you don't manage your emotional um, state, you're going to have trouble sleeping. So you need to do those two things first. Work on your mindset, work on your emotional management. And then your sleep will get so much better. There are other things that you can do to improve your sleep, like using blackout curtains. Um, I use a sunrise alarm clock, which has been the most beneficial thing I've ever done in my entire life. And sleeping in a cooler environment. Like there's lots of different, you know, tricks and things to help you improve your sleep. But until you learn to calm your mind, you're going to have very um, restless sleep. You're going to be tossing and turning all night because you're going to be thinking about things. You're going to have trouble falling asleep because you can't shut off your brain. So first your mindset, then your emotional management. Watch how your sleep improves. And when your sleep improves, you're going to have less cravings. You're going to be able to exercise more because you have more energy. You're going to feel more positive. It's a ripple effect. So you need to work on each of these things step by step. And watch how each thing improves as you work your way through the steps. The main thing that I want to talk about here is with your sleep, you need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. So if you need eight hours of sleep, then you need to be in bed before your eight hours. So for example, if you want to wake up at 6 a.m., then going to bed at 10 p.m. would get you your eight hours of sleep. But you need to be in bed before 10 p.m. You can't just be you know, crawling into bed or starting your nighttime routine at 10 p.m. because then by the time you get in bed and fall asleep, you're getting less sleep, right? So you need to make sure that you know what time do you have to wake up in the morning or what time do you want to wake up in the morning. Go backwards to work out what time you need to be asleep by for eight hours of sleep. And then start your nighttime routine at least half an hour before that so that you know that the lights are off, you're in bed, ready to sleep by that time, by 10 p.m. And you need to know your body as well. Some people will need more sleep. Some people will need less. But you need to be getting at least seven hours, okay? So if you're one of those people who said, oh, you know, I can, you know, my body only needs five hours of sleep. I'm fine on five hours of sleep. You're not. <laughs> you think you are, but you're not. In order for your brain to recover and for your body to heal itself properly from the day, you need to be getting at least seven hours of sleep. 
Okay, and you really need to prioritize this. I once saw a question on one of the Facebook groups I'm in where somebody was asking how to wake up at 3 a.m. And the first thing that I said was, well, if you want to go to wake up at 3 a.m., you need to be going to bed by 7 p.m. And so this person was like, oh, well, no, I can't do that. That's way too early. <laughs> if you want to wake up at 6 a.m. or at 3 a.m., you got to go to bed that early, right? You need your eight hours of sleep. So doesn't matter what time you need to or want to wake up at, do your eight hours backwards, give yourself an extra half an hour to get ready for bed and be in bed, basically asleep by the time that starts. So for me, I am lights out at 9 p.m. I wake up at 5 a.m. most days and I am in bed by 8.15, 8.30 and then I read and let myself start to fall asleep by 9 p.m. Okay, moving on. Pillar number four is nutrition. So again, like I was saying before, you need to make sure that you're doing all of these things step by step to make sure that by the time you get to working on your nutrition, it's already going to be so much easier because you've worked on your mindset, you've worked on your emotional management, you're getting enough sleep, so you're not going to be so grumpy and groggy and just craving crap all the time. This is the main problem is that people have cravings and this is what my experience was as well. If you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be craving crappy food. If you're not managing your emotions, then you're going to be craving crappy food. You're going to be wanting to deal with those deprivations in other ways by having sugary foods, high carbs, fatty crap that isn't good for you. And I guess I should say, when I say fatty crap, I don't mean like healthy fats. I mean, you know, like deep fried chicken, like things like that, or, you know, greasy pizza things that are high in sugar and contain a lot of inflammatory oils. So if you work through your mindset, you work through your emotions and you start to sleep better, you're going to have less cravings and less binge eating at night. The main things that I want to talk about specifically with making changes for nutrition is focusing on getting more fruits and vegetables. This is the easiest way to do this. You don't need to cut out a whole bunch of foods you just need to focus on eating more of the good stuff because the more that you restrict things that you enjoy, the more that you're going to feel deprived and want it even more. So hopefully by the time you work on your mindset and your emotional management and your sleep, you will have less cravings for the junk food. But that also doesn't mean that if you want it, I just, you know, you shouldn't just cut it out completely. So if you say, um, I, I'm not eating chocolate anymore. If you do have a craving for chocolate and you say, well, it's restricted, you're going to end up binging more on it later on. But if you instead focus on eating two or three fruits and vegetables with every single meal that you're having, by the time you get to the end of the day and you want that chocolate, you've eaten so many fruits and vegetables. And um, if you focus on getting lots of protein, like you'll have a fairly good day and feel full, then you'll only have a little, little bit of chocolate. Versus if you are eating crappy food all day long, you're going to end up binging on more stuff and just eat unhealthy overall. So I'd rather see that you add in more fruits and vegetables, get high quality protein throughout your day, and then have a little treat at night. Like that is way more sustainable and way more healthy in the long run than trying to put off the things that you um, think that you shouldn't be eating and then end up binging on them later. Because the more, the more you say, I don't want chocolate, the more you're going to want to just focus on having that block of chocolate at the end of the night. Okay. And finally, the fifth pillar is exercise. So this is still very, very important, but the other things are going to make more drastic changes to your life than 
just trying to focus on getting yourself to the gym. So again, the more you you focus on your mindset and your emotional management, getting enough sleep and fueling your body, the better your exercise is going to be. So if you're feeling stressed and you know tired and groggy and unmotivated, then of course you're not going to want to go to the gym and exercise. But if you've worked on your mindset and your emotional management, you're getting enough sleep and you're fueling your body for your workouts, then you're actually going to be able to do a workout and have it be an effective workout rather than just like I used to just I would get myself to go to the gym, but I would just do like some stretches or some yoga and like, yes, those are important, but I wasn't actually doing the resistance training that was going to help me build muscle, which would help improve my metabolism long term. So with your exercise, you really want to be focusing on resistance training first. So lifting heavy weights, building muscle. If you're doing that and doing that well, then you can focus on adding in some cardio to improve your cardiovascular fitness. Just running around all day isn't going to help you lose weight long term, especially if you're not managing your stress first, because if you're doing lots of you know high intense cardio, that's going to stress your system quite a bit. So focus on resistance training first, add in some cardio, and then you don't want to forget about mobility and flexibility. So actually stretching, moving your joints through full range of motion that you have available and improving that range of motion. And that will help you be able to do your lifts. So if you have poor ankle mobility and you're never focusing on that, then your squats are going to look like crap and you're going to be more likely to injure yourself. You're going to be more likely to be unmotivated because you know they don't feel good or um, you're not able to progress with lifting more weight. So the more that you can focus on adding mobility to your routine, the better off you're going to feel. You're going to have less pain because you're actually moving your body a bit more. Okay, so I know I know I kind of rushed through all of those. There's a lot to cover in just those five things, but I hope that even just understanding the order of them, first working on your mindset, then working on your emotions, then working on sleep, then nutrition, then exercise, going through those step by step, and getting yourself to a point where you can manage each of those things effectively and um, making little improvements in each area, that's going to help everything sort of trickle down into the long run. That by the time you get to focusing on improving your exercise routine, it's going to feel so much easier because you've done all of the work before that. And that's what I find that a lot of people struggle with most is the nutrition and exercise but it's because they're only focusing on nutrition and exercise. They haven't focused on the first three that are going to make the last two easier. Okay, so I hope that uh, you found something useful in this. Again, there's lots to talk about for all of these different points, but um, I'll go through each of them a little bit more in detail in separate podcasts, but this is just a general overview of what's happening and why you know you're holding yourself back and what you might be missing why you're not actually seeing the progress that you want to be seeing why you feel stuck and why you might be spinning in circles so if you like this podcast make sure you share it with your friends um, you can also find me on youtube and instagram i am at nicoleemily.co if you have any questions reach out to me um, definitely on instagram because i would love to answer any questions and help anybody in any way possible because I know, I know how it feels to be in this. I know how it feels to, to be stuck and feel like there's no way forward. But there is. And you just got to work on these five things. Thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.